You are tuning into Rituals Ramp brought to you by the Sideline Network. Head on over to the Sideline Network's new website, streamerlinks.com backslash the Sideline Network. That's streamerlinks.com backslash the Sideline Network. Carson Wentz got traded from the Philadelphia Eagles to the Indianapolis Colts. Let's break this open a little bit. Wentz got traded for a third round pick in this year's draft and a second round conditional pick for 2022 that'll turn into a first round pick if Wentz starts more than 75% of the games in Indianapolis. So first let's break down, let's go with the fans' reactions, okay? Let's go with the reactions I've been seeing of the fans. They are furious. And really, you shouldn't be. If, if you should be furious towards anybody or towards anything, it should be to your own damn self, okay? Let's be real. You should be mad at yourself because you listened and bought in to the baloney that Howie Roseman was selling to you. And I just don't understand when you'll learn about it. I mean, honestly, when will you learn, Eagle fans, to not trust this front office? That's where we are right now. We are in a time where we cannot even trust our own front office. And I'll go into a little bit about that towards the end of this segment. But, I mean, come on. You really thought you were going to get two first-rounders for Carson Wentz? For Carson Wentz. This Carson Wentz, not 2017 Carson Wentz, this Carson Wentz. That's what you thought was going to happen. No one was going to do that. No one was going to be that stupid to do that. Now, going into my takes on this, I think it's very fair. To me, Carson Wentz is a second round pick, and a, or I'm sorry, he's a third round pick and a second round, hopefully, first round, which. We will more than likely get that first round. So he'll be a third round pick for this year and a first round pick for next year. That's going to be good. He just needs to start more than 75%. He's going to be the starter in Indy. He just needs to be healthy. And, you know, if any year you want Carson Wentz to be healthy all the way through, it would be this year, right? Well, again, he only has to start 75% of his game. So, we don't even have to root for him that really long, honestly. There's going to be, what, 17 games next year? So, what is that? 8, 4, so 12 games he's got to, 12, 13 games he's got to start for? That's pretty doable. I'm okay with that. I'll root for that. And then afterwards, I don't care. I'm also tired of the Wentz in 2017 talk. Like, it's very tiresome. This is what has been, like... This has been a... What have you done? It's Like, this is not a what have you done for me league. It's just not. Oh, what did you do back then? No, this is a what did you do now? What did you do in 2020? Very rare teams go back two years. What did you do in 2019? Wasn't 2017. He had a great year that year. Do I think the Eagles should have hung on and hoped once to play a better year? Absolutely not. It's like 50% of the fans think that, oh, we should have 
giving him. I've talked to personal friends of mine, acquaintances all around, saying, "Oh, you should have given him another shot." Why? We've we've given him shots, and he's been an okay quarterback. Really. Let me break it to you, to break it down like this, okay? There have been two quarterbacks in the NFC East that have really been duking it out. That's Carson Wentz and Dakota Prescott. After seeing what happened with the NFC East and seeing how horrible everybody is, okay? And if the Giants go back, retool. The Washington football team go back, retool. And the Cowboys are getting a healthy Dakota Prescott. And Carson Wentz plays bad again? What's the excuse then? I already know what the excuse will be. But whatever. Doug Peterson messed him up. Because obviously, that's that's ultimately, that's everyone's go-to. Oh, he messed him up. No. You don't stay with Carson Wentz. Tried your best. The dude didn't even want to stay there anyway. And it does make me question. I, I still think with the hiring of Nick Sirianni, I think that probably still would have happened. Even, I, I, I they, they definitely hired Sirianni because they wanted that relationship for Wentz. Right? That's obvious. I don't care who you are. That's obvious. He was also cheap as hell. Dude's probably making a mill, if that, this year as head coach. So, yeah, they're going to hire him. If Wentz truly played horrible because they drafted Jalen Hurts, I've said this before, I'm glad he's gone then. Go. This is a new league that we're in now. You're seeing young, you're seeing fast, you're seeing dual quarterback situations, 1A, 1B. Look at Las Vegas. You have two starting quarterbacks there. Mariota is a starting quarterback. He's playing a backup role. Miami has Fitzpatrick Tua. I know that's a little bit different. It's changing of the guards. What have you. It's still there. Washington football team. Going into this to this season. They had, you know, with Dwayne Haskins, they had Alex Smith. Call Dwayne Haskins what you want. He was a starting quarterback. He was the franchise boy. There. Look at New Orleans. They got like four starting caliber quarterbacks there. And with starting quarterbacks, like, again, Jameis Winston is a starting quarterback. He can be a starter anywhere in the league. Will he be great or successful or have those high stats? Probably not because he's just, he's not that top tier quarterback. But do I think that he's better? Do I think that he is a, could he is or can be a, a at least a thirty two ranked quarterback? Yeah, I do. I think because he showed he showed glimpses of that he can do that um, in New Orleans. Talent should always be drafted above someone else's feelings. You don't. Miss out on someone like Jalen Hurts because you're afraid of how your quarterback is going to take it. I don't believe the Eagles would have picked up 
uh, another wide receiver in the second round or some other position other than a quarterback. Even if Carson Wentz came out and said, I really hope they don't pick a quarterback. I do not want them to pick a quarterback. They probably still would have picked it. And I, I hear it. People, oh, you can, you know, Carson wouldn't have been upset and you would he would have played better if the Eagles hadn't drafted Jalen Hurts. If you're the same person who says Doug Peterson's a, a terrible head coach, then no, Doug would have ruined Wentz's season somehow, some way anyway. If you're saying that if the Eagles did not draft a quarterback, if they did not pick up a quarterback, Carson Wentz would have been fine. But you're also saying that Doug Peterson is a terrible head coach and he would have messed Wentz up. Then you're a moron and that you're wrong because you can't have both. You can't have it's Doug's fault when it's when everything's wrong and it's the organization's fault when Carson's not happy. It just doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. I'm I'm also just so tired of the apologists out there for Wentz and the sorry it didn't work out here. Thank you for all you did. Hey, am I grateful for Wentz? Absolutely. Did great in 2017. Appreciate it, bro. And I'm I'm really looking forward to see what he does and the type of quarterback he can be now that he's in Indianapolis. I've said before, a couple podcasts back, what if this is the ceiling for Carson Wentz? And I believe that. I don't think that now that Carson's with Frank Wright, this magical thing is going to happen and he's going to be this all-star MVP Super Bowl winning quarterback all of a sudden. I think he's a good quarterback. He's not great. And that's just what it is. He's going to a very good team already. If he doesn't go to the Super Bowl, then what's then what's the problem? Then then where are you going to apologize for? If he doesn't, if Carson Wentz does not make it to the Super Bowl, is it Frank Wright's fault? Oh, or is it still the Eagles' fault? So because you know Carson will have PTSD now for the next ten years of his football playing career, and it's not going to be Carson's fault. It's not going to be Frank's fault. It's always the Eagles' fault. It's always Doug's fault. They all messed him up. It just seems like, again, I've said this before too, where Carson will only do well, extremely well anyway, when he's in those perfect situations. When he has the all-star play, the, the you know, the, all the starters. He has to have all the starters around him in order to do well. Well, you're going to get that when you're in Indianapolis. And I don't think it's going to be as easy as he thinks it's going to be or as other people think it's going to be. Just go out there, do your freaking job. Really not that hard. I want to transition into something else now. 
Still talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. I made a brief mention about this earlier. And, you know, thinking about the Philadelphia Eagles front office and how I said you can't really trust them. Is anybody else weirded out that the Eagles haven't had a press since the announcement of Nick Sirianni? Back at the end of January. Howie's been silent. Jeff's been silent. Hell, the, the head coach, Nick Sirianni himself, has been silent. And that's weird to me. I understand that they, you know, knew this trade was coming. Probably wanted to keep draft prospects close to the vest and just keep everyone focused. But keeping all the fans and the media in the dark can definitely come back and bite them in the ass. They don't hit free agency hard. They don't hit the draft hard. It just gives me a sense that the organization is being sneaky. And that doesn't sit well with me. Again, I know it's still pretty early into the offseason. Their directions will become more apparent come mid, mid to late March. But nonetheless, you would think some sort of press release would come out talking about Carson Wentz and how appreciative they were of him. Not just a Twitter or a Instagram post saying thanks. Same thing with Deshaun Jackson. That's just weird to me. And if you don't think that that's weird to you, you know, hit me up on Twitter. At the underscore underscore richo. Because I, I just don't know how to explain it personally. Really don't. I want to talk about the Eagles draft real quick before I end this podcast. Um, I want to preface this with also saying that this will be my last podcast of the season. I'm going to be taking the next month and a half off to further out the sideline network, getting things a little bit ready for uh, the next season of Ritual's Rant, um, the Ritual and Lala. Just keep focusing on that show as well, which again, you can find all of our shows at streamerlinks.com backslash the sideline network. Follow me on Twitter, please, at the underscore underscore richo. I'll keep everybody posted of all the stuff that we're doing here on the sideline network. Um, but what I wanted to talk about with the draft, I've been going back and forth with a buddy of mine. He's a big Eagles fan too. And he's just dead set that the Eagles are going to either pick up a cornerback or, or more so a wide receiver. And I don't know how else to tell him that his he's living in a fantasy dream world. All Eagle fans that feel like that's going to happen, you're all living in a fantasy dream world. Because I got news for you, okay? The Eagles will not pick anybody in the sixth, in the first round, sixth overall pick. It's not going to happen. It's just not. I've been fighting with him about my buddy saying that, you know, they're going to pick a quarterback in the first round. Now I'm thinking probably not. I think they can probably pick up a quarterback in the second or possibly even third round. But again, a wide receiver or a cornerback, I just don't know if that's going to be that number six pick. I, I think it makes way more sense 
again, looking at how his track record and seeing just the way he does things, he's going to dish that trade out. And he's going to acquire more draft picks for this year and for next year. Especially think about it. The more picks he picks up this year, the more people they can cut. Going into June 1st and saving a ton of cap space. The Eagles, I believe, have nine picks for this upcoming draft. And if they can walk away with 15 pickups... If they can walk away with 12 pickups in the draft and then sign another 15 on unclaimed, uh, undrafted free agents, uh, you're talking about a huge home run right there. Regardless if they're great or not, there's very few people that are great coming out of college. Eagle fans, I'm trying to tell you this because I love you all. I really, really do. You got to bring down your expectations, okay, for this team. It's just, again, not going to happen. I think we're going to be able to get a very good corner. I think we're going to probably pick around in the 20s, honestly. And in the 20s, you can pick up a just a phenomenal cornerback, a safety. That's something we need. We need someone like that. Maybe see about getting rid of Darius Slay. As much as I love Slay, costs a lot of money. And I've been hearing some chirpings that that could be a real big possibility. If you sit back and you go cornerback or safety, pick up a linebacker, a couple tackles or linemen, whatever, there's two um, picks that I'm, I'm looking more at. Because again, I, I don't buy into the whole Mac Jones thing from Alabama. I've said before I like that one, but if them if they're staying at number six, I, I just don't see... That, that guy could also drop. He can drop all the way back into the 30s. So early second round, he could drop there. And then late second round, you pick up and this is my favorite one. So that's what I want to talk about real quick, actually, was Mac Jones dropping to late second round. You don't need to pick that up first round. You can even be really crazy and pick up someone like Kellen Munn, Texas A&M quarterback. You could probably pick him up well into the fourth, fifth round and be okay. Not a bad quarterback, you know? Think about the top 10 quarterback coming out of this year's draft. I mean, really. My favorite pickup for the for the Eagles, which I would love to see. I know it's not going to happen, but would just make me the happiest. And I, I'm going to mess up this guy's name. Najee Harris. Halfback, running back out of Alabama. That's what I want to see. Another young stud, fresh pair of legs. In that backfield. So that there could be no more complaining. About the running first. Oh we got to run the ball. Because then you can have Jalen run. You could have. Any running back run. You can have. Again Munn. Or Jones. Have them run. The two fresh quarterbacks that the Eagles would draft. Presumably if they listen to me. 
You don't need the wide receiver. And I don't think they are going to go for a top wide receiver. Because I don't think they think they need one. You've talked about, or I've talked about to my friends, my buddies, um, the OG5, people of the network, and just rolling off the top of my head at these, uh, you know, again, these guys say I'm crazy and, oh, you don't make any sense. But listen here. Everyone talks about how the Eagles missed out on CeeDee Lamb. They missed out on Jerry Judy. They missed out on Jefferson. And you look at their stats and you're like, man, they blew it out of the water. Crazy, right? Then you look at the Eagles. You looked at who they picked up. Who they had in the first round. And you're like, man, what? What's going on there? What happened? Well, I'm going to tell you what happened. Jalen Rager, all right? Again, yeah, he got injured. Hurt his thumb, tore ligament or something like that. Didn't play the full season. Quez Watkins. Six-round pickup. Southern Miss. Wide receiver. Didn't play the whole season. JJ didn't play the whole season. Travis Fulgham didn't start every single game. And whether it was due to injury or just due to personnel and changing or scheming up the offense, I just listed off four very young wide receivers in this on this Eagles team. Jalen Rager was the fastest one out of everybody in the draft class last year. Look it up. Quez Watkins came out of the combine, came out of the uh, reports, whatever, as a phenomenal route runner. Four, four wide receivers. Why do they need to go get another wide receiver to cram up that room so that in three years they have to pay them all stupid amounts of money or get rid of them? That doesn't make sense. They can easily go for a decent wide out further, way further, either halfway or all the way towards the freaking end of the draft if they really wanted to. And again, you could say, man, that's crazy. But when you look at this team and you look at the needs versus the wants, they need to retool that defense. They need a couple more offensive linemen. Really not a whole lot of needs. You don't need a quarterback. They're not a wide receiver away from making it into the postseason. They just need to stay healthy. And they need to scheme according to who they have on their team. Right? And who they're going up against. They need to prepare better and make sure that they stay healthy. And with a new coaching staff involved... Very big possibility. Alright everybody, that's going to do it for this episode of Richo's Rant. Brought to you by Sideline Network. Again, please make sure you follow me on Twitter at the underscore underscore Richo. Uh, make sure you go to our website, streamerlinks.com backslash the Sideline Network. Uh, make sure you check out everything that we're doing there. Uh, all the other podcasts that are up. And again, follow me on Twitter. Uh, this will be the last episode of the season. 
thank you all so much for an amazing season. Uh, you guys have been great. I can't thank you enough for sharing and downloading and just being loyal and listening to everything that we're doing here with this show, with the, the rest of the network. It, it, it means a lot because we're trying really hard here and you know, we do it for you. So thank you again. Uh, stay tuned for uh, Rachel's rant season five. So booyah. Now catch y'all soon.